Brian meet Logo. Logo meet Brian. How's it going, Brian? What's up, man? So, uh, welcome to the Fire Protection Roundtable. What I'd really love to ask is what sparked your interest to get into the fire protection industry? And was it a person? Was it a mentor? Uh, did you see somebody? Did you like the money? Uh, <laughs> what, what were you intrigued by? So uh, I'm second generation fire protection. So my father's been doing it for, I want to say like, oh, geez, maybe like 26, maybe 30 years, something like that. Yeah. Maybe long, I don't know, but a long time. And I did it kind of under the table um, when I was like, for when I was in high school, you know, kind of like put a hard hat in on and and a safety vest, and don't talk to nobody, kind of thing, you know. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, um, I kind of got out of it, and then I got into the car business, uh, oh, started wow. selling stuff, and and I enjoyed that. But the problem was, so I have two boys, um, and at the time I had a I had a family, two boys, and um, man, we. I would be the dad that was home on Tuesday, but then I would think back and, uh, and my dad was always at the, my games, always at practice, always there. If I needed something, he was always there and he always had time and he was doing fire protection. So I called him one day when I was just like done with it, done with just being that guy that takes, you know, my oldest son to school on a Tuesday, then catches up on projects. That was it. You know, I, outside of that, I was at work. And uh, he yeah. said, okay, cool. I told him, hey, I'm ready. And uh, he said, well, you're not coming to work with me. You called up dad, you said, I want to work. Yeah, yeah, he said, well, you're not gonna work with me. He said, you gotta go to another company, earn your stripes there. You can't come in as like, you know, Todd's son. So wow. I went, yeah, which was awesome, you know? And that way I didn't yeah. get it, you know, no favorites or anything. So I started, um, I went to another company did new construction, did service, did all that for like two years. And then uh, got my uh, my nice sets and he brought me in. I was with him for two years as his apprentice. He he stepped down and, uh, and taught me. He was really hard on me, uh, which I really appreciate. And then um, I did inspections for the past 10 years, did some military stuff, um, just like small contracts, something huge. And then, um, yeah, I did that for like 10 years. I did the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I was an inspector there for two years. I did high hazard. I did uh, high-profile buildings. And uh, I got the opportunity to teach, um, have my, I guess, future brother-in-law. My sister's been with him for like eight years. Um, so I got to be his foreman as an inspector. Mm. And, uh, and then now I'm in inspection sales and account management and acquisitions and consulting and starting on my engineering so it's exciting man i love it it's definitely my passion really like I, there's not a day that i don't and it's been like that since i started i don't know some new construction days i didn't want to go to work but <laughs> as an inspector you know as an inspector is in the job i do now man i'm pumped every day it's never like a day that i'm like i don't want to go to work really yeah that's a really good place to be in so so you just you said to dad you I want to work or were you one of those kids that was what playing video games or what were you, you just you just wanted to work or you... oh when, when i was like 16 or so yeah uh, no he made me <laughs> he made you he said you gotta yeah. go work yeah you're, you gotta go work <laughs> yeah and so you said i'd like to start in fire protection doing what you're doing yeah that's awesome you know it's a way better to start off that way than to jump into serving tables or something like a lot of kids do you know 
Yeah, I uh, so I boxed before, and like serving tables was like my first job outside of boxing. That lasted a week. From how <laughs> like listening to how they talk to people and talk to me, I was like, man, I don't need this. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That's the thing that, about that waiting. barrier can be gone really quick, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about waiting tables is one, you'll always have a job, but most people can be trained to serve tables or to serve food. So that's why I think it's so important that people, especially young people, like that they do what you do. They go and they learn a trade early, especially fire protection. What an amazing thing to have especially so young, you know what I mean? Because it sets you up for the rest of your life. I think, in my opinion, you're setting yourself up. If you have a trade like this, starting early, it's way better than spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on a college. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. My wife, um, you know, she went to college and um, she has a huge, well, technically we have a huge college student loan yeah, that we're paying off, yeah. and she's not even using it. I mean, you know, she's grateful for it. You know, the experience and and you know the education she got out of it. But at yeah. the end of the day, she's not even using it. Right. Her degree for what she does now, she did, but you know, when we transitioned, she got a job somewhere else. You know, and and, and so now, she, I mean, she has a degree, which is great. It looks good on your resume, but we're not. She's not even in her field of you know. You know that happens so, a lot. It does. I, I feel bad for, for a lot of the population because they're 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 all sort of stuck because they did what they thought they had to do. But uh, yeah. but you know it's never too late to learn the fire protection industry. No, and you know the coolest thing about us too, and we saw this during COVID. Man, we are in the recession. We are recession proof. Yeah, COVID proof. Yeah. We are still working. Man, I worked every day. I might have done some yeah. service work, you know, but I worked every day during yeah. COVID. Yeah. yeah. Here in uh, California, we had uh, the state fire marshal. I don't know if you guys seen this letter um, over at Majestic, but it came down right around March of 2020 from the state fire marshal. And they're like, if you operate own a business, you will continue to maintain your systems. So, I mean, that alone, you know, kind of uh, set the tone, especially for yeah. you know, inspectors and stuff like that. So we just kept on trucking. Yep. You know, you must continue to maintain, but you cannot operate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They make that make sense real fast. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, logo. How did you get started? Uh, so I, I got started fresh out of high school. I didn't start in this trade. I was actually a, a dishwasher over at Hooters, <laughs> at, yes. down in San Diego, and um, I probably did that for about seven months, and then I, I got fired for. Uh, just you know we're it's, it's a party there so i got, <laughs> oh, I got sure. fired and um probably about a week off my buddy calls me he's like hey i heard you got fired from hooters i was like yeah he's like well you know i was he he worked for grinnell at the time this was like 97 he's like well we need people to dig holes i'm like all right you know <laughs> yeah. good job I, i'll go dig holes and i did that for about three years and <laughs> like what, six bucks an hour and you know i mean six bucks six bucks six bucks an hour for wow. three years wow. and the place it, i i think what kept me in there the most was the, in this trade was that we we're always somewhere different yep like we we're for in sure. yuma we we're in el centro yeah we're all over san diego you know palm springs um and that's what kept me going you know because I, I mean i hated being stuck 
in a one place. So yeah, I'm with you. I was with Grinnell for about five years, and then uh, they had some issues with the union um, back then. Some you know, I guess some union was griping. Six Six Nine was griping about you know them uh, leaving the union. So for some reason, our hours got cut. So I ended up moving, to, going to another company uh, in San Diego, and then. I actually got out of the, the trade for about a year mm. because the work was really slow. Really? Um, what year was that about? Guesstimate. 2004, 2005, I believe. All right. Um, ended up leaving and, you know, idle hands get you in trouble. So I got into some trouble in like 2006. That's all right. Idle hands. Um, it's true. Yeah. It's true. My wife, uh, thank God, you know, she, she, uh, she stuck with me at the time. And then 2000, Seven, we actually, uh, we took off to Hawaii for vacation. Yeah. And then when we came back, she's like, you know, why don't you see if there's anything, in, you know, available in Hawaii for work? So I did. I, back then it was Craigslist, right? No, indeed. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I got on Craigslist, <laughs> and I said, fire sprinkler foreman. And Aloha. the very first posting, a company was looking for uh, a fire sprinkler foreman. So, you know, I moved the family. I'm originally from Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, but I grew up in San Diego. So, you know, moved the family to Hawaii, was out there for 10 years. Probably the best place I, I could have took me and my family, especially for me and my career. I mean, I got my nice out there. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, Hawaii is a little bit unique. You know, a lot of times you won't find the fittings on the island, so you got to make uh, do with what you got. Yeah. Um, or it's a week out or two weeks out or whatever. So I stayed out there and... You know, I really hit the books. Mm -hmm. uh, studied, you know, study for my NYSET. You know, Hawaii, you need your own uh, fire sprinkler license at the time. I, I think they changed it. But you know, I, I we we got into inspection and services. And how long, when you hit the books, did it take to where you had enough knowledge? Um, with codes and stuff like that, it probably took me about a good year. You know, I'm a really slow learner. Really, like I, I need pictures in my life. Yeah. If I if I don't have pictures, like I'm struggling. <laughs> so I, you know, I just I just kept at the books, kept at the books, and then I, you know, I took my nice nice. Back then, it was um, it wasn't computer based. It was you know, you got to fill in the, the holes. It was kind of like an SAT test. Uh -huh. So I did that, and I passed my I got my nice at one, and then eventually they switched over to computer based, and you know, I went and got my nice at two, uh, and then. 2017, we came to vacation up here in Northern California, mm. and we went back to Hawaii. And my wife it seems like a trend. <laughs> it is, man. And my wife, she's like, hey, you know, why don't you see if anybody's hiring in California? Because at that time, you know, our kids were graduating from high school. You know, our, our career, she was done with college. And, you know, my, my career, I think I was at a good place to where I felt comfortable with my resume, with my experience. That's a good place. Um, knowledge, you know, and it, so I, I put it out there and I got a hit and we moved to Northern California. And um, I was with a company out here for about two months. And then uh, my friend down from San Diego, he uh, sent me a, a thing on Indeed for the University of California, Berkeley. Said, hey, they're looking for a fire sprinkler inspector here. Hmm. So I applied and by the grace of God, I got it. Wow. I've been here for the last four and a half years hmm. and it's been good though. So because of that, um, the, the fitters card that we require here in California, which uh, I, I, th I thought it was a, a really good thing that California finally did. 
a lot of people don't agree with it, but what it did, it, it gave us as a trade, it gave us a seat at the table with these institutions. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was no longer just plumbers, electrical, uh, electricians, or stat engineers. Now, plumbers can't touch fire sprinklers here. They have to have their fitters card. Mm-hmm. So the university was forced to, you know, specifically get, go get a fire sprinkler fitter, you know, with, with the certifications. So I, I thought that was really cool. So I've been here since. I'm not leaving. <laughs> like the, the, the university's been here since 1850, and they got issues. <laughs> they got, oh, it is bad here. Really? See, we won't have that here in in, uh, in Georgia. Uh, for for what the role that you're doing now in that university, that just sounds like that's nothing that I would ever even expect to see here. Um, just because of liability and all that, like I, I'm just so used to the inspect like the university's not wanting that and wanting that on a company. So for yeah. them to bring you in, well, I guess you said like they have to in that sense. Yeah. So what it is for the most part, like we're we're not doing any engineered work or um, TIs or anything. So when we, when the contractors come in to, to do work at some of these halls, what we do is we come in and shut the system down, turn off the pump. Yeah. But we do maintain, we do the annuals. All we 25 annuals. basically. Yeah. So we do the okay. annuals, the fire pump weeklies and stuff like that. So we're, we're minimum at what we do, but you know, like it's, it's good that they finally recognize that, you know, we're actual trade, you know? Yes. If you think about it, you know, and I tell my guys this that work with me, you know, there's no disrespect to other trades. Like electrical goes down, you know, your lights get turned off. There's a backup generator to support. Plumbing backs up, you know, you you got, you know, sewage everywhere. But what happens when our system fails? Yeah. Right? Think about it. When our system fails, people die. Worst case scenario, people, you know, loss of life. Mm -hmm. Um, And at minimum, you get loss of property. So, you know, I try to let my guys know that, that that way when they go in and do the 25s, that they keep that in mind, Mm -hmm. you know, because last thing you want is to to see a system or one of your halls on the news with with a casualty (laughs) on it, you know? Oh, man, that's... Yeah. Well... Sorry, I'm kind of rambling, but that's... No, no, it's interesting to me because I wouldn't see it here in Georgia. You know, they don't require that. They do it all contract work. They even they even have, like, uh, a university that's close to us. They'll have a contracting company just for um, inspections. And they'll use another one for repairs. And they'll use another one for just standard maintenance. Yeah. So to have someone on site, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. we'll come in and do the small repairs, you know. But anything major over a certain amount, we have to send it out and get three bids and stuff like that. So... Anything permitted or anything like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Outside so, of 25 maintenance. Yes. Yeah, yes. gotcha. So say I were new in the fire protection industry, say I'm a new inspector, what are some common deficiencies I would come across where you guys are at? Um, for us, it's a lot of uh, painted heads. Uh, oh. There is a lot of, you know, pipes corroded and stuff like in certain areas. Uh, that's basically that's the majority of our stuff you know mm-hmm. uh, we have the loaded heads and stuff like that but um a lot of our stuff is is just either there's if it's in the air handling units you know there's a lot of corrosion going on but a lot of loaded heads are painted 
yeah. stuff like that. A lot of times they come in and our fire marshal now, she's good at, you know, if they come in and do a TI, she wants the system as well in that section upgraded. So she, she's on it about that. But my curiosity is the painted heads is so common in California, especially. I, I just don't understand. Like when you're painting, I don't understand why people haven't told these people don't paint over the heads. You know, why isn't that just common? Well, they do tell them, you know, and then you got yeah. painters that go back with the cloth and kind of clean it where the people, when they inspect it, you know, the owners, they don't like look at it, you know. But then you got an inspector there with like a freaking flashlight. And he's like, oh, this thing's painted, you know. And yeah. then a lot of painters will will fight it stuff. And and the, I've, I found I've been kind of coaching like apartment complexes and stuff. Like for the people, if they're doing a painting, like if they're doing a or a college, if they're turning dorms, then take pictures before and after. But then again, that's a lot of work. And yeah. no one really wants to do all that. You know, no one wants to work <laughs> so yeah. then you got painted heads painted heads is a problem everywhere i mean man we see it all the time you? you know a lot of yeah. times if you get a good painter he'll know or she'll know oh yeah like they, for they, sure. they have to tape the heads yeah you know and but you always get these guys that you know they're in for the quick buck and they'll just paint over <laughs> everything your, your, your outlet, your smoke detector, and it's just like everything's white. It's like, what happened here? Like, oh, like a nice rental house, you know? Yeah. 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 Your food's painted over? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. Or oh, they'll change the color of the, of the faceplate, right? Because it doesn't match the new color of the, the yeah. interior. So yeah. they'll paint yeah. right over, and it's like, hey, you know, I'm sorry, but you gotta, these got to go. We were in Hawaii one time, and we were at this, uh, was that a strip mall? Uh, I forgot which where it was, but there was a bunch of cover plates that were painted over, mm. and they were painted to match the ceiling. And you know, before we got started, we, we uh, the guy I was with, he, you know, he he informed the manager what was going on, and um, you know, we just want to give you a heads up, you know, before we start. Like a lot of these cover plates were painted; they're mm. not supposed to be painted, you know, because they come from the manufacturer that way. Mm. And she kicked us out. Oh, she's like, get out! And we're like. Well, you know, I'm not. We're not trying to like take <laughs> money from you, but you know, and we try to show her you know, where the code states, but she didn't want to hit no part of it. I've been kicked out of before. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I did a, a part. It was apartment complex um, here in Atlanta, and uh, I want to say it was eighty percent at least. All their heads were uh, were painted. Like my hand hurt from writing from walking all those units for like a week. Like I wrote up just about everything. I ended up just doing like this unit all, you know? And yeah. then I ended up getting the fire marshal involved because in 25, it states over a certain percentage and stuff. And they ended up finding them. And, and then uh, I don't think they went to court. I think they ended up getting them replaced, but they went through a different company. Of course. Because you guys yeah. are the bad ones, right? Right, right. We're the yeah. evil, yeah. So just for people who are just listening, NFPA 25 is what you follow for inspections. Could you kind of give them, the listeners, just kind of a, a breakdown of what it is? Uh, so NFPA 25, specifically our California edition, you know, we got to be different, is, uh, <laughs> is, is the standard as, as to what we follow when we inspect our systems, whether it be quarterly, annual, or five-year. That is our our minimum requirement that we have to follow for our codes. 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And there's different ones like, uh, you know, there's also fire alarm code 27. And then uh, there's, you know, design minimum. I mean, there's all of them. There's even uh, airplane and and um, and then there's electrical and then uh, wildfire. I mean, there's NFPA for everything. But, yeah, the 25 is strictly water based fire protection, which is my favorite. But yeah, <laughs> water based. <laughs> Everything else is getting complicated. I just stick to 25, you know, and then every three years when they update it, I just go back and glance over it. I've seen some new, like, water mist systems, and I'm like, holy crap. Like, I'm yeah. sitting back. I'm having to, like, trace it and really think, like, all right, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like like what? Um, I've been to some factories with some new uh, – I don't know if it was Viking or Reliable, but they had some new um, water mist systems. And I think water mist is going to be kind of becoming more normal uh, in the industry, more widely used, is they use less water, but they still put the fire out and they can still, like, say, smother it. Um, and, you know, the, the nozzles sometimes get clogged. Like, there's more to it. They're pain in the butt. But as far as a property loss and damage, it's a little difficult um, to inspect that and all. But... Do you see new fire protection technology taking away jobs or complementing jobs in the future? Well, things are getting kind of a little bit, they're getting more complicated. It's like companies are not making like a Viking F1 system anymore. They're making stuff with like back knobs and you had to pull a lever and a plunger. And it's, it's becoming more complicated, um, especially on like pre-action systems, like, like freaking why, you know? Yeah. And um, I just see us being even more widely used as well as i think i, I mentioned in a message uh, earlier today but like in california like uh, in certain i believe it, it's in certain areas they're requiring uh fire protection in, in domestic homes i don't know if y'all are inspecting those or if they're mm -hmm. doing that or but i would see it you know becoming wi more widespread yeah yeah it's it's required in all homes since 2011 uh, residential sprinklers are required in anything built after 2011 yeah, I know up here, uh, there's a few areas that, you know, if you're going to build, it's required. Uh, but, you know, as far as who inspects them, I don't, you know, that's a, that's a good question because I don't, I, I see a lot of these yeah. homes with, with these residential systems and like, they've never been inspected, you know, no. and, you know, it, it's like. Yeah. And the residents don't know any better because when they buy their house, nobody sits there and tells them how the system works. Like, don't paint the heads, don't hang stuff off of the heads. You know, and I, I can guarantee you they go in and they start painting the rooms and not knowing. Yeah, mess around and find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like the industry, it's, it's almost, um, to me, it's almost like, you know, the cars. You know, you get an older car, they're, they're basic. You know, there's your motor, there's your alternator, you know what I mean? And there's this, this is where the gas goes. And and then, you know, over time, like, everything's evolved. It's all, yeah. like, computer and, you know, there's chips. And and I feel, you know, I don't think the systems will get too far complicated. But, you know, you as long so? as they need somebody to inspect them and install them, call us. You don't, you don't think we'll get to some different technology that's drastic, even in 100 years? Um, you I'll know, to see I, it. I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah I, I, cause you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's always evolving, of course. Like that water mist system is, is catching wind, you know, and but I, I feel like 
like the, the more advanced it comes, the more expensive it, it, it's going to become. And then, you know, when does it become, you know, um, where it becomes cost effective for a job? Or, True. I don't know. I mean, if it does, then, you know, just get some literature and read up and we'll adjust. Yeah. You know, we've, we've you've been in the trade long enough. You've adjusted. You, you know, you've adapted to it and yep. the changes and the codes. And, yep. You know, I think that's a good thing about, you know, for any trades, but particularly fire sprinklers. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's three different avenues um, we can take. We can take new installs. We can take inspections or we can take the service side of things, you know. And usually service and, t- and inspections are kind of combined in, into one. But, you know, for the for the most part, there's three different avenues you can take. Yeah. And if you don't like installs, you know, because oh, they, they got all this new stuff coming out, just talk to your boss. He'll, he'll, he'll throw you in service because... For me, service is where the money's at. Inspections and services. I think that's so cool about our industry as well. Like, I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm study- I'm about to start studying engineering. Uh, do I want to do it? No, I don't want to do it. But I want I want my license. You know, I don't want to be stuck behind a, a computer. But um, sure. but let's say I did, right? Yeah. I get certified, go do it. And now I'm in, uh, you know, account management and sales and I came from the field. I just wanted to do it, so then I did it. Yeah. You know, I went from yeah. uh, new construction to service to inspections. I just, and if I wanted to go back to inspections, I can do it tomorrow. Yeah. If I want to go back to service, I can do it tomorrow. You know, yeah. like it, whatever you want to do, you can find it, and it's super flexible. Like if you go to a normal career, let's say outside of the, you know, our trades, and you want to just be like, you know, you know, go from this, this side of the house to this side of the house. It's like good luck. Yeah. No, you do this. This is your job. But we're completely different. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah. You know, and, and my opinion, I, I think the best sales people slash, you know, managers or whatever come from the field. Absolutely. Like, hands down, like, we've had guys come fresh in and, you know, they have these ultimate resumes, nice at four, whatever, and four different things, you know, and and then, you know, you, you give them a tool belt and a, and a wrench, and they're like, whoa, you know. And I'm not knocking them, you know. It's not like the trade isn't for everybody, but I just feel like the, the best service managers and salespeople always come from the field. Yeah, absolutely. Because they, they understand. Yeah, you know, like they know the reality of what we deal with. Yeah. As to, like, somebody who can't, like, they're just going to they think everything's in a straight line. Yeah. Never happens that way. Those make for some interesting phone calls. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> tell me about it. And, you know, I'm glad I'm at the university. I don't have to deal with a lot, yeah. of, the, with the, a lot of the stuff, you know, yeah. that you guys deal with on a daily basis anymore because we don't have a sales guy. Nobody's pushing, hey, we got to make this, yeah. you know, job under this amount of time. Here at mm-hmm. the university, like, we're just, hey, let's put it in a work order. We'll fix it. Yeah. We're not going to make so any money a, off of it. Yeah, so that's the cool thing with, like, when I get new contracts for inspections. So the, the senior guys, I've all worked in the field in, like, different companies with them. You know, I know them, like, really tight. But when I go out there and I walk the building, right? Yeah. Um, and I know as an inspector, because I did inspections for, you know, 10 years. So, like, I know how long it's going to take us. And I'll even put it in the notes. Hey, do this, do this, do this. Hey, if you go here, do this first. And this is how, like, I would do it, you know? Yeah. And they look at the notes. And then I put, I always know how long it's going to take them. And then I put, because we have a bonus system. 
at this at the company that I'm in now. So I'll tell them, hey, if you beat this, you know, and I always put those extra hours in there, like three, four extra hours, just to kind of help them with their bonus, you yes. know. And if I didn't come from the field, I would have no idea. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's well, valuable to any company. Yeah. That's valuable. What do most people think that you are when you explain to them? Or when you say what your trade is, people ask, what do you do? What, what do they think that yeah. you are? What now my, with my role, I tell them it's complicated. Because I still go out there to the field when it's like, well, it's something difficult or if we need something done, it's an emergency. Or there's some things that I can do that the other techs cannot do. And, uh, and then I still do all these other things and then consulting. And then it's just like, I tell people when they ask me, it's like, it's complicated. <laughs> but I'm in the fire protection industry. <laughs> I'll tell you what I've been accused of being. Um, you know, we get these emergency calls and like, you know, one of them, was, I was in Hawaii and the company did range hoods and the range hood dumped. And, you know, they call us out. So I go out and I show up and she's like, oh, the firefighters are here. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. like ma'am, I am far from the firefighter. She's like, oh, <laughs> but you know, you, you, you trust the fire systems like firefighters. I was like, no, that's like, that's not even close. You know, and, and it's like you explain to her, like, well, this is what we do, you know, and mm -hmm. firefighters, you know, they go running into burning buildings and we tend to stay away from them, yes. you know, and when people ask, you know, they always say, so what do you do for a living? And I tell them, you know, I, I um, I inspect fire systems and they're like, Oh, that sounds cool. And then, you know, you get into it and they like lose interest and yeah, I'm like, well, let me here, sit down. Let me tell you what I do. And they're like, all right, I gotta go. I might be in like a restaurant. I might say, see those fire sprinklers right there. Uh, this is, this yeah. is what I'm, this is what I'm talking about. And, and yeah. I see them, I see them go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is uh, me and my wife, we walked into a hotel one day and I, I'm assuming they were testing because the strobes are going off. Mm -hmm. And my wife is looking at me because, you know, we all do it when we're with, with our loved ones. Right. We go in a building, we look up, we kind of like just and my wife, she rolls her eyes. But this one time, like the, the strobes are going off. And I'm looking around, and she's like, you're like an excited puppy right now. She's like, stop it. Like, you're not at work. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, I'm just kind of curious what's going on here. <laughs> but, I mean, that's – and, you know, I don't know. If, you know, honestly, I, I don't know if any other trades – I could be wrong. You know, get excited. Like, you know, I, I'm assuming we all do when we see a system. Oh, yeah. or, or, you know, we point out a head. Oh, that's – yeah, that head's painted. That's bad. You know, you don't see a plumber go in and like, oh, that's that's a fine toilet. True. It's it's rare. I mean, plumbers are just like we're just doing what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. with me. Like if I if I go hang out with like, let's say I take a girl on a date or whatever. You know, like I'm looking. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, you better just get used to it. Like. <laughs> yeah. That's and then funny. another time when I got, I was just like so <laughs> mad. I was down in Florida. We went on a vacation with my family and. Uh, and I walked into the hotel room lobby. And I'm just looking around. I'm like, I get pissed. I'm like, this place is jacked up. <laughs> and I'm just pissed off, you know? Yeah. And I even, I even, no, I wasn't thinking. I just got mad. I wanted to go talk to the, like, the property management. I was like, you need to fix this and this. And I was telling my, my family, I was like, you need to calm down. It's like, I guarantee you while we're here this week, alarms will go off. And, I've, and, I, and I told them, I was like, I promise you that the fire truck's going to roll in here with no sirens. And sure enough, like four days into it, like 3 a.m., the alarms go off. I'm like, I freaking wow. told you. 
Oh, oh man. The fire truck just kind of like, just kind of, you know, came in, no lights and sirens, just like super <laughs> chill. <laughs> That's but, crazy. He's chewing his gum, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just so honored to be able to talk with you guys. Um, you both have an immense amount of experience. What's your day-to-day? How do you keep going? You know, I, I don't want to get too much into diet and exercise and all that, but I do. Like, what is it, you know, are you chugging Red Bulls? Like, what do you do? How do you get the day going? Like, what what brings you the the push you need at 2 o'clock, you know, or well, is it the, the game? or The position that I'm in, um, it's just the hunt for new accounts. You know, I love it. I'm out there hunting essentially right i'm going to talk to people i'm taking people to lunch i'm you know going to teach classes like how to how to um if the fire happens you know and the fire department gives you it all clear like i'm going to stairwell to say hey do this and this i'm doing fire pump uh you know classes with the customers and stuff it's just that it's like the hunt you know and yeah. um and then you know with the with the diet and stuff like i have a nutrition plan yeah. i get up at 4.30 every morning. I go to the gym. I box three times Does everybody a week. hear that? Yeah. 4.30. This guy gets up at yeah. 4.30. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I run a mountain once a week. I, like, I'm super active. Um, but I like I like things that are, like, really hard. Because I run a run the mountain every week, and it's I put a weight vest on, and it's just complete death the entire time. So I don't uh-huh. know if that has to do anything with it. but Oh, it sure does. <laughs> Did you say you run a mountain? Yeah, yeah. We have a mountain here yeah. in Georgia, and I... I run it once a week. I put on like um, essentially like the same vest that like the CrossFitters, you know, wear. Yeah. And then I run vest. them out. Yeah. I used terrible. to have one when I was skinny. But, yeah. <laughs> Come on, you're still skinny, yeah. logo. Yeah, trust me. I'm only giving you the good side. <laughs> uh, you know, like what you know what keeps me going is um, so when I what was funny is that when I first started here. Uh, we were in orientation and, you know, they, they showed us the, the, the school. And then as I, I think it was a drone shot, but it, it backed off and it showed the whole campus. Mm-hmm. And at that, you know, at that moment, you know, I'm not trying to sound corny, but at that moment, I, I took ownership of the campus. Yeah. Like yeah. every system in here is my responsibility. You know what I mean? And whatever we got to do, like we're going to maintain these systems you know and and to the best of our ability and as soon as we stepped in some of these halls i'm like oh man (laughs) these things are screwed up but you know and then you know we we take it like day by day okay this is what we got to do you know Mm -hmm. let's get this fixed and the university is a is a different pace it really is um like i'll be honest probably my a month in like i wanted to walk away from it Mm-hmm. It's just really slow. The pace is really slow. Like, you know, there's always like, hey, these pipes got to be changed out. There's such urgency. And then it's like, okay, we'll just put it in. We'll fix it eventually. Ah, okay. And yeah. just, it's wow. like any state, you know, any state entity, like we'll get that, we'll get to it. I don't know. And then a month goes by and then it's like, hey, you know, what's going on with yeah. that? And, and, yeah. You know, it's just a process. So I had to get used to that. So once I learned that process, like I, I met the purchasing people. I have a great relationship with them. Our vendors, you know, I built a great relationship with them. So now I can I can speed up that process a little bit more. Yeah. You know, and there was a lot of kickback from that, but you know, at the same time, it's like, well, you know, you guys, you don't understand like 
this has to be done. Yeah. Like it's, it's it can't wait. It just it just because if a system goes off and this is our failure point, like that's on me. True. And I you know I take that personal. So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, I I, I kind of walk away and. You know, and I, I feel like I leave the school in, in just a little bit of a better place that day. And then tomorrow I just get back at it again. That's amazing. Um, like I'm not running hills at 430 in the morning. <laughs> but I, I am up at three o'clock because I got to drive to work. My commute, three is, o'clock. It's, my commute is about an hour and a half. But yeah. I promise you, I am not working out like I used to. But I, you know what? My diet, it, it, I'm just... Right now, that's part of my, my biggest goals is, you know, just trying to get back in shape. When we left Hawaii, yeah. Yeah. like, I, you know, I lost surfing, we lost the beach. And yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you just try to find things. Like, we started hiking. Northern California is beautiful. It is. Yeah, so. Have you been, Brian, to Northern California? I've never been to California. Oh, okay. You should, if you go, you should go to Northern California. That's the Come spot. Come down, man. It's beautiful it up there. It's like, it's just magical. I Man, I can't express to you Lake Tahoe, bro. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It's in the winter or the summertime. It's beautiful. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if there's a more beautiful place than Lake Tahoe. <laughs> really? I'm not looking up yeah. pictures when we get off the phone. Yeah. You should look up uh, Emerald Lake. Em- Emerald, Emerald Lake. Lake Tahoe. It's also when you go there, it's the air. It's when you when you yeah. breathe, it's that air. There's something about it. It's like yeah, it's, it's cleaner. That's what every really human, every human. Yeah. Well, I'm used to Atlanta, so you know. yeah, it, it, Atlanta's humid. Yeah, right? it is extremely humid. Yeah, the people are good in Atlanta. The food is really good in Atlanta. The trees are gorgeous in Atlanta. Fall is beautiful in Atlanta. Oh man, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. So, the people though, man, the people in Atlanta, you can't beat. It's a southern hospitality, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my wife been out to Atlanta. She loves it. Um, we actually, we go to, well, we've been in uh, Louisiana. Love it. And, like, we didn't really, we've never experienced that southern hospitality till we got to Louisiana. Man, it's different. Like, it yeah. is love for, like, just, you know, for days. And so we're going back in September or this month for my daughter's birthday. And we're excited, you know. Yeah, because we, we love the South. Like we 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 would would love to buy a house or property or land down there somewhere. But yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. So right before we go, I would love to hear about what your experience has been testing pre-action systems. They're they're not my uh, favorite thing thing to work on, um, especially <laughs> if, it's, especially if um, this is why I ask it. The the compressor. Oh my! So like we have one here up at this place called Silver Lab. Yeah. And this compressor is always sending an alarm. It's like, man, I just want to shoot that thing. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and, you know, we've learned, you know, like, like, okay, you know, you change out the switches. And it, what, what happened was, I guess, one of the switches, um, the high, low air pressure switch was, was bad um, on the compressor, not the supervisory switch. So we ended up changing that out. But, I mean, whew. I think it was a pain in the butt. It, it, it's always like one o'clock in the morning, it'd go off. So they call us in. Oh, of course. And I got an hour and a half commute. It's like, man, I don't want to drive an hour and a half at one o'clock in the morning. But, you know, here we go. You got to swap that thing out, man. That sucks. <laughs> we So we we put in a request about six months ago. So it's in the process. Any minute now. Yeah. 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 
you know, I've I've always had a really good um, relationship uh, experience, I guess you will, with pre-actions. Um, I hate working like if I had to change out any kind of piping or switch switches on a total pack system, I freaking hate that. They're, they're yeah. so tight. Like I had to, in order to do like a low air, I had to take off this piping and then get to it. And it's just screw that thing. I hate it. Yeah. For inspections, it's cool because everything's right there. You know, for a customer to buy a total pack, everything's right there. But to work on it, actually replace stuff, yeah. hate them. Well, yeah, they're a pain, uh, especially if there's a leak in the system somewhere. And then we're sending lavender and mint oil through it, trying to like <laughs> sniff out where the leak is. Like, uh-huh. oh my- it's crazy. Uh, so we're man, walking those, around those. the room, right, stiffing in the air, like, nope, not in this room. <laughs> People look at us like we're crazy. It's like, trust me, there's a, there's, a, there's a system of working here. We're not just sniffing air. Man, the worst experience I had was not on a pre-action, but it was a dry system with an accelerator. And it was right, it was, I want to say, there wasn't even like four feet of pipe between. Uh, from a master pressure reducing valve and it was like on every floor of a parking deck and then they would just trip 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 i was there till like 11 o'clock at night several days and then in the middle of the night it tripped and the fire pump kicked on it was a giant diesel pump it was a high rise in atlanta and then <laughs> they said that water was going down the stairwell and it was just a freaking mess <laughs> so like this the the accelerator and then and well see we were also the first inspectors um to go in after the new construction you know yeah and it just dude it freaking was terrible that's probably like the that's the worst job worst experience i ever had it, i don't know is there's the the accelerator and the master pressure reducing valve like it was it was cra- creating uh like a fluctuation in a yeah. way you know yeah. um in the pressure and it was tripping that valve but screw that thing you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> The customer asks, "Hey, what, what's the problem? You know, just change out the whole thing. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing has to go. Tear this building down and redo it. Yeah, yeah. One pressure reducing valve after the pump, or two on the bypass, and then you know, and maybe another one on the main side, but on every floor, and then you have accelerators. Like, come on, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Whoever designed that building, they were trying to get some money. <laughs>